Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode of Press This, we're going to be doing our Word Around the Campfire episode, covering news from around the WordPress community. And joining me for that, I have two very special guests, Mr. Doc Popular of Torque. Doc, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Awesome. And from WP Engine's own WordPress strategy team contributing to WordPress core and the ecosystem at large, Mr. Anthony Burchell. Anthony, welcome back to Press This. Hello, hello. All right. You guys are not unfamiliar voices to the audience here, of course. (laughs) Uh, Former and often host, Anthony, and of course, Doc joining us each month for Word Around the Campfire. In this episode, we have a lot of news to cover, a lot of things happening in the WordPress ecosystem, including investments in Automatic by Salesforce Ventures, all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, WordPress updates, particularly 5.2.3. We're going to get into why that's important. Talk about some open graph goodness with Genesis and Gatsby, decoupled JavaScript or headless. So lots of topics to cover here today. Got even more than that planned. 
So let's kick things off by covering uh, the investment in Automatic by Salesforce Ventures. This was a $300 million investment and at a $3 billion valuation. Um, really exciting opportunity, I think, for Automatic. I know they've been very busy recently improving their products, adding to their portfolio of companies. Um, but I think for me personally, I just see this as a very positive sign uh, and recognition for the WordPress ecosystem and companies based in WordPress technologies. Um, Torque, I, uh, not Torque, Doc, I know obviously this uh, created a lot of hubbub, but, but in the, the kind of Torque community and just in your broader experience, um, what did you see people saying about this as, as the news broke? Uh, well, like you said, it is it is a confidence boost. It's a, a you know a vote of confidence in open source and WordPress. Uh, it's been a busy couple weeks for Automatic. Uh, they've just been uh, kind of involved in all sorts of uh, investments and acquisitions, uh, and this uh, this just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, adding to just uh, all that discussion. But like you said, it it's a great um, it's a great sign for WordPress. Yeah, I think as I engaged with folks, it seemed like most of the sentiment was positive. Um, didn't seem like there was a lot of actually negativity around it, which I thought was interesting and cool. Um, but again, I think this is exciting news for Automatic and it's awesome for them. And again, I think it's this real, for me anyways, a very validating point for the ecosystem at large. So I think if you're out there running a WordPress focused business, these are good times to do that. Um, and again, really exciting, positive news for those folks. So I want to shift gears a little bit. There was a release of WordPress in September that wasn't like a huge release. It wasn't like a Gutenberg type release, but it was actually pretty important. And it was WordPress 5.2.3. So if you're listening to this and you're on a version of WordPress older than that, you might want to go look at updating 5.2.3 included some security and maintenance fixes. Um, Anthony, I know a lot of your work is focused on contributing to core, helping to organize part of the media component, those kind of things. Um, what was your take on 5.2.3? Do you recall all the nuances to the security fixes? There's cross-site um, scripting and all kinds of other kind of stuff. It wasn't, I would say, like, it, it's important to update, but um, again, I don't think it was like, oh my goodness, WordPress is so insecure. I mean, this is part of a healthy ecosystem of keeping... Um, software lockdown. But what was your take on it? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the most important thing is that, that WordPress is actually updating and, and taking care of these issues. So uh, I, I, I wasn't super involved in that release. And actually, it came as a surprise to me, um, which is crazy that that amount of work went and uh, got done in that short amount of time. Or I don't know how long it, they had been working on the patches, but I think it's a great thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, one of the things the security team will do and, and out of necessity is keep uh, discovered vulnerabilities kind of quiet if they're not publicly known. And this isn't them being jerks. It's actually quite the opposite. When a security team keeps vulnerabilities uh, private or quiet before they are publicly known, what they're doing is they're not making that information available so that way bad actors can't take advantage of those vulnerabilities. In this particular release, there was an interesting uh, cross-site scripting vulnerability that was surfaced by a contributor from a company called RIPS, R-I-P-S. And RIPS specializes in scanning code for vulnerabilities. As a matter of fact, they've scanned a lot of plugins in the WordPress 
uh, repo and have discovered potential vulnerabilities in there, reported those to the authors, just like they did here to WordPress core. And what the software authors, in this case, WordPress core authors can do is they can go in and fix those things before they're publicly known and exploited. So again, this is for me uh, reflective of a positive, the positive health of WordPress and its security practices. They're you know, listening to feedback, getting those reports, reacting to them, and uh, behaving in responsible ways for how they go about patching those things. You're also gonna see this, of course, from your plugin authors who have to manage their software in exactly the same way, um, but it's important when those updates are rolled out that you also apply those patches to your website. So if you're not on a version greater than 5.2.3, some nuances to that, but make sure you're running on the latest version. And this is, of course, true of all the software in your life. Anthony, how many times have you updated your iPhone in the last year, do you think? Just like off the top of your head. Oh, man, it just auto-updates. That's the whole idea, right? Oh, auto-updates. Okay, well, on your website, auto-updating updating can, you know, you want to be a little careful with that. But the, uh, the, the short version of this is that, hey, look, all the software in your life has vulnerabilities that are discovered. And it's okay that that happens as long as those companies react quickly and responsibly and you apply those updates. All right, another interesting piece of news in the WordPress world that came out this month was the announcement that the Genesis framework, um, it's a framework for building themes in WordPress, if you're unfamiliar, is finally adding open graph data to the Genesis framework. Nice. Uh, nice. Why, why do you say nice, Anthony? Oh, I mean, it's just you know, having to add a plugin to work on just open graph stuff is kind of difficult at times. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the Genesis framework has different SEO features available, but one of the key ones is the ability to add meta titles and descriptions to your website. And people in the Genesis community, of course, there's hundreds of thousands of them all around the world. Um, use Genesis for this. The only problem was that these features were added before open graph data existed. And so for people that were building simple sites that they wanted SEO meta title and descriptions, but they also wanted open graph data, and that was really all they were gonna be doing, then that meant they had to find another answer to add that open graph data. Now that's not to say that the addition of open graph data, at least for me anyways, means that you shouldn't use Yoast. Yoast is actually super powerful in a lot of different ways than just meta titles, descriptions, and open graph data. Um, but for folks building simple sites, sometimes they don't necessarily want that extra plug in there. Uh, and where open graph data is, you know, fits the bill, then that's a good solution for them. Um, now for those operating a Genesis-based site, it is important to note that the planned addition of open graph data to the Genesis framework will behave exactly like the meta titles and descriptions, meaning that if you're running Yoast, it will yield to Yoast for that data because you don't want two sets of open graph data. So in the Genesis framework, just like always respecting that people, especially with Yoast, choose plugins to solve more complex strategies with their SEO. And so where there is overlap, we understand that people choose that for particular strategic reasons and, and technical reasons. And so in that case, Genesis will yield to that. We have a lot more exciting news of things happening in the WordPress ecosystem, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. 
a slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S., don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and we're in the middle of our Word Around the Campfire episode covering news from around the WordPress community for September 2019. Lots of stuff happening right before the break. We talked about the investment in automatic, WordPress 5.2.3, and the maintenance and security patches as well as the new open graph capabilities in the Genesis framework. I want to switch gears a little bit, though. I want to talk about headless and decoupled JavaScript, or Jamstack, depending on who you are and what blogs you're reading, those three things. There's a really interesting piece of news in the ecosystem that Gatsby, the JavaScript framework, which is often used in these headless decoupled Jamstack configurations, received $15 million in funding. Now, uh, the funding is interesting. I, I mean, I think, obviously, if you're following those kinds of things, 
um, that's an interesting piece of information. But I think what was more interesting for me was some clues around how they were going to use that money. WP Tavern has a really good article on this. If you search for Gatsby WP Tavern, you'll likely see it at the top of your Google there. Um, but they gave some interesting insights into comments that people from Gatsby had made relative to how they might use that money to invest in integrations with WordPress. So if you're doing headless, if you're thinking about headless, if the attractiveness of security and certain speed benefits of the Jamstack JavaScript APIs and markup are attractive to you, then this information might be good news because what we might see in the future are really deeper integrations between the world of decoupled JavaScript and using WordPress as that store of data. And I think this is really exciting news, really exciting times to think about new ways of expressing that content and that creativity created inside of WordPress in different applications. Now, Anthony, I know this is an area you nerd out on quite a bit, and you have a speaking engagement coming up, right, where you're going to kind of touch on this a little bit. Where are you speaking, and like, what, give us the high level what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, so I'm going to be speaking at, uh, at the All Things Open event in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Did you say Raleigh? Raleigh, yeah. Ra Raleigh, 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 Raleigh. You gotta say, you gotta learn how to say it before you go there. I know it's really Raleigh. I, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but I'm gonna be speaking on uh, headless and the possibilities of uh, the CMS in the virtual space or in the metaverse. Uh, I've been really interested in spatial computing, so I've just really focused on uh, on on how that looks for CMS and uh, and and yeah. So I see a lot of potential in in, in these these stacks that use APIs. Uh, WordPress in itself is just a really good packaged way to do things like uh, user management. Like that is really, really hard to do on any system, uh, virtual reality, games, whatever. Uh, and that's just built into WordPress, right? Um, I think what one thing that we're, we're lacking right now is a way to do authentication through the REST API. But once we hit that, I think that is going to open up so many doors. Uh, you could run literally any site you want to because you're managing content and WordPress is not just text content. You can make that anything content it can be 3d files that render in in space like that's that's a thing <laughs> metaverse i like that this is a new word for me i think i'm gonna have to reuse this yeah this yeah it's a pretty popular term in the xr community extended reality community um but yeah the metaverse is is all around us wow i learned about xr and metaverse today <laughs> i love this i hope you're learning something as well as you listen to this this is amazing stuff and i think you you kind of for me at least anyways you hit something you hit the nail on the head with with thinking about WordPress as an engine to power other applications in, in the headless context, in the XR context. See, I'm using this word already. Look I love that. it. Um, so so these are, it's interesting to think about that because I think what a lot of people hone in on is they think about that store of data for these decoupled JavaScript applications, or I guess in your case, in XR applications, is, well, hey, look, I just want a field and an API endpoint for that field, and that's really what I need. I need people to go in and enter content. And of course, WordPress is much more rich than that. We have user management, we have plugins that control editorial flow, even Yoast, for example. We, we talked earlier about this notion of adding metadata to your web pages, like meta titles, meta descriptions, open graph data. There are plugins that do those things for you, that create those fields, that do them and provide users feedback on that. How many characters should be in a meta title? Do you know, Anthony? Uh, what is it, like 250? 
That is seems like a really, really long meta title. I think it's actually much, oh, meta much title. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said meta description. No, no. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe meta description is true. It's actually a number of pixels. Oh. And so even though they're you roughly frame it, I think it's like 60 characters. The reality is if you have all X's, that will be a lot. Uh, you'll have less characters to use than all I's, for example. Anyways, gotcha. Yoast users don't need to worry about this. Why? Because there's a clue in the admin area that says this is how long it should be. So when you think about the store of data, you, you, you again talked about all those capabilities on the back end, inheriting that and being able to leverage that in these other applications. To me, that's the power. I think there's a lot of opportunity to leverage the design capabilities within WordPress. I think that's an area of opportunity in the ecosystem in these contexts. However, just focusing on that back-end experience, there's so much you can inherit from WordPress itself, as well as from the plugins in the ecosystem. And these, these are just a couple of examples. So again, I don't know, I, I think for me, having built systems and, and my philosophy is always spend more time on the back-end than the front-end. Spend more time making the site usable than you do beautiful. Not that you don't spend time making it beautiful, but make it usable. Um, that a simple store of data fields and API endpoints isn't good enough. You're going to have to add on top of that. You're going to have to add those editorial flows, those clues for the users, and those capabilities um, to those fields, to those endpoints to make them useful. So I think for me anyways, that's WordPress's strength in the case of using it in a headless context. Uh, Torque, uh, Tor I keep calling you Torque. That's <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Um, I know that, you know, obviously you're not a developer or anything like that, but like, what is your view? Do you see this come up a lot in the Torque context? Uh, see um, Gatsby come up in the Torque? Oh, headless, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, headless and serverless seem to be the two hottest topics right now uh, in, in WordPress and web design in general for, for this year. Uh, and yeah, headless is absolutely, uh, you know, a thing we, we, we get asked about a lot at Torque uh, to kind of research and, and cover a little bit more. So there's definitely interest out there in the community. Yep, yep, yep. People are making statements like, this is the future, and so on and so forth. I think there's a lot of compelling reasons why folks should look into it. There's also a little bit of work you have to inherit with that. We actually have some previous episodes on Press This that kind of go into this. Um, look that up. Um, and so I think for me, in all of this, there's a tweet from a gentleman named Scott Bollinger that came out uh, that he tweeted right after the Gatsby announcement. And I'll read it out here because I think it helps to sum up my thoughts anyways. I thought it was really eloquently put. If you think Gatsby JS is a WordPress killer, then you don't understand the WordPress ecosystem or Gatsby. Gatsby is going to help modernize WordPress front ends, but it is in no way replacing it. And so as I think about that quote, sure, you can use something other than WordPress for the store of data for the back end. But I think, again, in these moments to think about the opportunity to create something interesting and something special with the tools you have, just like you're doing, Anthony, with your XR experiences, um, that is something worth pursuing. So I'm really curious to see what people are going to come up with, the sites they'll deploy, the tools they'll build to support these types of workflows. Anthony, you look and like I'm, you're dying I'm, to add something. Well, here. I'm really <laughs> interested to see the, 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 the theme marketplace happening for Gatsby JS. Because uh, if you think about it, like uh, everyone's scared that themes are going to go away. Themes will never go away. Everyone wants a template to do something very quickly and match a design really fast. Like, I want that that generic design. Give me it. <laughs> um, and, and, and 
right now it's kind of untapped with Gatsby and Gatsby's getting money right now. So I think it's the best time to start if you want to, if you're a freelancer out there, maybe try and start your theme, your Gatsby theme business. Interesting. Interesting. So much opportunity here. And I like that you said uh, we need to have a whole show on themes going away because it's such an interesting discussion. But as you pointed out, do people want standardized designs? Yes. Do people want sometimes to purchase a design and be able to get their project done more quickly? Of course they do. Um, and so like, is a theme always going to be exactly what it is today in a WordPress context? Of course not. Um, but is the notion of a design system going to exist? Of course it will. And so anyways, it's probably too deep a topic for our Word Around the Campfire Aww. episode. I know, I'll have to come back to that one. <laughs> Apparently it's a hot one. Uh, I want to cover this one uh, real quick before the break. Maybe we might even bridge a little bit into the next segment. But we have WordPress 5.3 coming up. Lots of planning going into that. And Anthony, maybe we can start on kind of the, the first part uh, right before the break. But help us understand what's going on in the media component world. And maybe, maybe we could start by first telling people what a media component is. Yeah, so WordPress, uh, the, the, the WordPress is broken out into different components. There's media, there's uh, uploads, there's, there's different kinds of components. Um, and, and the one that I'm most active in is the media component. Uh, and, and we've been focusing on accessibility tickets. Uh, there's there's uh, the WP Campus report. Uh, that's been sort of the, the, the focus of 5.3 in a majority of components. While... Uh, uh, UI improvements are sort of the stated focus of 5.3, uh, or one of the stated focuses at least. Uh, accessibility kind of falls into that. All of these UI improvements are, are rolling up to be accessibility issues. Um, and yeah, uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about it after the break. Yeah, absolutely, because I do want to dive into this because I do think this is important. But if everyone can hang tight, we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm Webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Right before the break, we were talking about WordPress 5.3 and improvements to the media component, the area of WordPress where you choose your images and other media. And Anthony, you were telling us that we we're going to have some improvements there from an accessibility standpoint for, for folks primarily who might be limited in sight in some way. Um, so, so roughly y'all are going through and you've had these identified for the most part from the WP campus report. They're just knocking out as much as you can in each release. Is that, that the gist of what's going on? Yeah. And, and one of the struggles is that there's only a handful of people that are actually working on these things. So, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to say that there's a date that we're going to have a release and then feel like we're going to get through all of those issues. So I think right now there's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a I guess, a, a disconnect in the expectations and what we actually have the human power to do. Um, I think it's interesting because, you know, WordPress is an open source project, which is primarily largely driven by volunteers. And so as we think about the different, especially if you're on a dev team, you know this, you've got your backlog, you've got your tickets, you've got to knock those tickets out. And so accessibility tickets are often bugs, right? They're a bug for the user because they have a bad experience. And so as teams like the media team or other teams in WordPress start to knock out those tickets for a particular release, they go as far as they can with that in order to get those bugs resolved by the next release. Now, of course, they don't pick up everything as no one does in any particular sprint or release they might be working towards. So I think my observation there in general is I'm personally very appreciative of the time and energy people take to address these tickets, to address these air quote bugs in WordPress and particularly around accessibility. I think the time and energy everyone spends is incredible and I'm personally thankful for the time they spent. That being said, if you're an accessibility expert, if you're a WordPress expert, a developer, an advanced developer and you'd like to go attack some of these tickets on your own and help to contribute to those efforts and accelerate achieving making WordPress more accessible, please, please, please volunteer. Go to make.wordpress.org, learn how to contribute and raise your hand and offer to help. Um, Anthony, anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, going to the, the core Slack meetings is probably the best way to, to, to uh, contribute to accessibility. You, you can just go to the accessibility room and say, is there a ticket that can be picked up right now? And oftentimes, a lot of these changes, at least in this release, were around CSS. And, and I, I should add, this is the most beautiful WordPress I have ever seen. It actually looks really, really slick now since all of these accessibility changes have been made because there were issues with just resizing the screen where we were just accepting thing that text would get cropped out and it was okay but it's not okay for people that can't see you know or have any vision impairment so uh but yeah this is going to be the most beautiful wordpress install the beta it's already out so check it out all right last item on the reel here 
Mr. Doc, can you tell us what's going on with the WordPress governance project? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, before I do, I just wanted to say there's, there's a couple other really cool things uh, in 5.3, including image uploads. Since we're talking about media, I got really excited to find out that uh, they're going to fix EXIF metadata from phones. So photos will now show up in the right orientation. And they're also doing something where they can, uh, they can if something happens mid-upload, uh, when you try again, it'll continue the upload. So there's a lot of really cool under the hood improvements for media. Uh, in five. Oh, yeah. Great ads. Thanks, yeah. Doc. Appreciate that. So, so as far uh, as uh, so everybody's on the edge of their seat on five, three now. So just, you'll have to wait. Well, the beta will be out soon. Uh, sorry, Doc, go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, so uh, WP Governance Project uh, is a project that just uh, started off about a year ago, uh, trying to uh, figure out what what does open source governance look like for WordPress and do we need to make any changes? It's not an official part of the WordPress uh, core team or you know the WordPress slacks. It's sort of an extra thing. Uh, it was spearheaded by Morton Rain Hendrickson and Rachel Cherry. Uh, and they have both stepped down from the project after about a year. Uh, I think maybe even a year to the day. Um, and so that leaves into to question what's going to happen with the governance project. Um, they were sort of seen by some folks as, as uh, starting this project as uh, sort of a, a contentious rebuttal to Gutenberg and some, some changes that happened to WordPress. Uh, and there was a part of the community that felt like, uh, how do we approve major changes like this? And no answers really came from that. But the WP governance project was sort of seen as, as a, a bit of a... Uh, uh, well, it just had some heat associated with it with the founders um, just because of, of, of Gutenberg and, and some angst there. Uh, and so they decided to step down and, and let some other folks uh, who are maybe less controversial uh, fill their shoes and see what they can do to, to get things going. But it'll be interesting to see what the future of that holds. I know that, you know, as you put it, kind of the rebuttal to the deployment of Gutenberg was kind of the, the spawn of that. And, and again, as also, as you pointed out, these aren't official, this isn't an official WordPress project. It's not part of core or the org at all. Um, but it is interesting to see these developments and to see people thinking openly about how um, WordPress as a community, WordPress as a product might be governed. So doc, thanks so much for joining us for this episode and Anthony as well. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Again, this has been Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.